Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Horribly Happy. I'm your host Sophie and I am actually your only host this week. As you might remember, Jenna is across the pond in Ireland with her family visiting her sister who's studying abroad there for the semester. I've seen a couple pictures so far. Looks amazing. Looks so fun. I'm jealous. Although I can't be too jealous because I just got back from my own vacation in Hawaii, which was amazing. I had never been there before and all I can say is I get the hype. I get why people are obsessed with Hawaii and go back multiple times in their life if they're lucky and have the means to do so. I really hope I can get back there someday. Um, yeah, it was it was a great time. We flew into Honolulu and I will say it was a little anticlimactic initially when we got there because we flew into Honolulu and just stayed at a hotel near the airport because we were going to do our puddle jump the next day to Maui. So the hotel we stayed at was really just kind of in the middle of an industrial district and like warehouses. So it was a strange location for a hotel and it was across the street from a park that was not super nice, you know, basic. It had like baseball fields and a soccer field and tennis courts and there was a beach, but like not really any sand. So we kind of got there and we're like, okay, we're here and it's not, you know, what you'd expect from Hawaii. And I totally get it. Honolulu is a big city. Every state, area, town, whatever, can't be beautiful everywhere. And, you know, there's industry in the world. So I don't want to talk down on it, but it was just a little anticlimactic because we didn't walk into paradise as I think a lot of people (laughs) expect when you go to Hawaii. But once we made it to Maui, it was amazing. Weather was beautiful. Food was amazing. We snorkeled. We whale watched, which was my favorite. We had a whale that was playing around the boat, swimming under it, blowing bubbles, showing us his tail. It was so, it was so amazing. And we hiked and then we did Pearl Harbor when we went back to Honolulu before we flew out and back to Minnesota. So it was great, but we also had a lot of downtime, which was so nice. I don't remember the last time I took a full week off of work. Um, I think with the pandemic and working from home, I would take time off, but I was always I would always work part of the week because I had the flexibility to do so. So it was great and it felt like I was gone for two weeks. I feel very refreshed and recommend if you have the means and if you can budget, I would get to Hawaii for sure. Like I said, I hope to be back uh, someday and hopefully soon. So Yeah, that's kind of a summary of my trip. I might talk about it more when Jen and I reunite, and I'm super excited to hear about her trip. Other than that, not too much going on. Weather's changing. We've got some sun. This is my last full week working from home 100%, which is crazy. I'm going back into the office Monday, so stay tuned for office adventures, I guess. Not that anything crazy happens in my office. It's a very professional workplace. Uh... But I'll probably be tired. I will need an adjustment for sure. Getting up earlier, getting ready, and being around people every day. I'm just not used to doing that. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm a social person. I like my coworkers. I think it'll be good to get out of the house. And something about coming home after a long day of work and like say you don't want to work out or you don't want to do anything, you're like, that's cool. I worked all day, which 
you can totally have that mentality working from home, but I have a hard time doing it. I don't feel as productive. So I feel like going in and like, yeah, I did that. Uh, I feel accomplished. So yeah, um, that's happening next week. What else is going on? Oh, I think John and I have talked about this before. Um, I watch The Bachelor. I'm a pretty avid Bachelor watcher. I actually used to do polls every week on my Instagram story about The Bachelor or Bachelorette and just ask questions like, who do we side with? Like, was that drama necessary? You know, should they have done this? Questions like that. And then it would just be yes or no. Uh, Pretty basic. And I had a nice little following. People participated. I had fans. (laughs) I use that term mostly as a joke. People enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. But... After Katie and Michelle's season, I just, I don't know. I wasn't that into it. I felt like it was just the same season over and over again. And I only started watching The Bachelor after, for Ari's season, which I know is probably a terrible Bachelor to start the franchise with. But that's when I started watching. So I don't have a ton of seasons under my belt. Like, I think a lot of people who are Bachelor and Bachelorette fans have been watching for a lot longer than I have. And in the winter, I'm totally down to watch and tune in. There's not as much going on. But in the summer, in like Bachelor in Paradise, which I love Bachelor in Paradise, but I just, I can't commit two nights a week to do polls in the summer. I got stuff to do slash I don't want to be tied to my TV. So just decided to stop doing it. Maybe they'll come back. Who knows? But... I'm not doing it, and I will say Clayton is not my favorite. I don't, I don't hate him, but I don't love him, and I just, I don't think he's, like, my type of guy, so I can't really connect with him, but I was listening to Chicks in the Office. Um, John and I talked about that being one of our favorite podcasts to listen to, and they interviewed him. And he was funny, like he was real and he was chill and I was like, okay, I think rightfully so, he was uncomfortable and overwhelmed and yada, 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 but I'm like, I think this guy is a chill guy and is a good guy, so I don't know, we'll see how the season ends. I think the woman tell all is tonight because I'm recording on Monday and yeah, I, uh, I'm ready, I'm ready to watch. Oh, and I'm getting Kona bean tonight. Our friend Sarah has been watching Kona for a couple days while I adjust and kind of get my life back together. And then I'm going to watch Kona the rest of the time until Jenna and Zach get back. So I'm going to have a little dog party and live the life of two dogs for the for the week. It should, it should be interesting. Her and Holly get along for the most part. Um, so hopefully, hopefully it's not a problem. Kona's a really chill and easy dog so I am not too worried um the reason I don't have a guest host uh not that I asked very many people to step up but schedules just didn't work out and I got back Saturday morning at 5 a.m we took a red eye out of Hawaii and I didn't sleep and the time change just really kind of threw me off so Saturday I was kind of out of commission and even yesterday Sunday I was out of commission so I like didn't have energy to record and now we are here Monday night I'm like I gotta get this done because um Jenna edits the podcast props to Jenna she's great and she's just like she's much more techie than me 
so I was like, this could take me a while to edit. So I got to record. I got to do it. But I'm going to do a little bit of a different format this week. I'm still going to do happy and horrible stories, but they're short stories and they're personal stories that I found online. Um, Obviously, like a lot of stories we tell can be personal and have personally affected people, but they're just they're short couple paragraphs and like I got them on Reddit or just on Google. So I'm just going to tell a couple horrible stories and then a couple happy stories and I'll add some dialogue in there. Um, I don't really have anyone to bounce ideas off, but I'll give my two cents or my opinion. And yeah, feel free when um, you give a listen to comment on the post. If you have any thoughts on it, let me know if you like this format. Um, But otherwise, I'm going to jump right into it. Oh, did I already say it's going to be like a shorter episode because they're short stories and I don't think anyone wants to hear me talk for an hour straight. I don't. My voice is already sore. I'm not used to this much talking. So anyway, I'm going to hop right into it. First up is the horrible stories. The first short story I'm going to talk is I'm calling grandparent loss and I got this from Reddit. I often stay up late at night thinking about the last time I saw my grandfather. He was Papa to me. I was a senior in high school and was still very young and oblivious, and my grandfather had had Alzheimer's for a year or so and was living in a nursing home. I'd visit him usually at least once a week now, and now that I think about it, I should have gone more. But my mom asked me and my brother to visit him one day, and of course, I was reluctant to say yes, but we ended up going. While we were there, Papa didn't exactly know who we were and struggled with our names. We brushed it off because we had become used to it. After we had been there for an hour or so and had tried to do a puzzle with him, he loved puzzles and started to struggle with them as his Alzheimer's progressed. We said goodbye and went home like any other visit. The next day, I wake up and my mom gives me terrible news that Papa had passed away. I don't think I fully processed it then and I didn't know how to react. He had been such an important part of my life and to just never see him again was a foreign idea to me. Flash forward a little more than two years later and here I am up late and can't sleep because I can't remember if when I left his room that day I had told him I loved him. I can't help but think that he died sick and alone that night and it would have helped just a little if he knew that someone cared about him. I really hope that he's out there watching over me and my family now. And if he is, I hope he's proud of the person I've become today. And I hope he knows I loved him. So obviously a sad story. Um, If Jenna was here, we could connect. We're both really close with our grandparents. Um, I was lucky enough to have all four of my grandparents with me all throughout high school. And they lived in the same city I grew up in they came to like all my sporting events and they came to grandparents day and they're just they're amazing and oh I'm gonna get emotional talking about it I can't even go into too much detail but um the thought I have lost one grandparent and it was it was hard it was like kind of my first big loss um and I don't look forward to the day that I lose my other grandparents but I know this person is kind of agonizing here. You know, did I say I love them? Did they die alone and sad? And I just, I don't think so. I mean, Alzheimer's is a terrible disease, but I'm sure their grandparent did not die sad and alone. I'm sure they knew they were well-loved and I hope they found peace. And I hope this person can find peace and just remember all the good times they had. 
I think looking back when a grandparent passes, we all think, yeah, I should have seen them more. It's been really hard with the pandemic. Um, you know, I went a year without seeing my grandparents, which is not really normal, but I think it's kind of a good reminder to spend time with the ones you love. Um, I know it might not be your favorite thing to do, but you'll look back on it and you won't regret it. And that's kind of my takeaway for that one. Okay, my next story, my last horrible story, I'm calling Online Ghost, and it is also a Reddit story. So I was looking for a place to post this because it's very embarrassing and can't really share it anywhere else. So I have been a subscriber to various OnlyFans accounts since just before the pandemic. I don't date, so it was a way to connect and have a bit more personal experience, and then I started viewing material. I found a creator I really connected with and kind of got lost in the fantasy. I lost track of how much money I'd spent on her over the years between the site and gifts, but it was a lot, only to get ghosted. I know that I, I, I know what do I expect after all that, but it still doesn't feel good, and worse yet, it has put me in a terrible place financially. I can't tell anyone about it because of how embarrassing it is and have no idea what I am going to do. <sighs> That's tough um, and very not cool. I think, unfortunately, we hear stories like this all too often. I am a big fan of the show 90 Day Fiance. If anyone else watches, let's connect. I'm not super up to date, but I'm pretty familiar with most of the couples. And I see this a lot on that show where they support them financially or they just want to get a green card, which by no means is that how it is whenever you meet someone abroad or you fall in love with someone abroad or you marry someone abroad. But... Um, they do, I have seen that on that show. You hear stories about it. And actually, I just recently watched the movie, The Tinder Swindler. I can't remember if it's on Netflix or Hulu. That's crazy. People should watch that. It's about a guy who's on Tinder and like literally stole money from so many women. Same thing, but like tens of thousands of dollars and essentially got away with it. But, um... I don't know. I feel for this person. That sucks. It's like, it's, you know, you want to say tread lightly, tread carefully. Don't get finances super jumbled before you're in a very committed relationship, maybe even married, some might say. But I'm sure it's hard when you think you have feelings for someone and they're saying they have the feelings back and you want to trust them. But it's tough and they're obviously not in a good place. I hope it doesn't happen to them again. I hope they can kind of build their money back up. But I don't know. It's horrible. Uh, people stealing your money. Be careful out there. Um, I just, I don't know if you should really discuss finances with anyone besides, you know, a trusting family member. Um, and I don't know. Just loaning money also freaks me out um, when they're not family or someone that feels like family. Anyway, I shouldn't be giving financial advice, but tread carefully. So that's it for the horrible stories. Um, I would say short, sweet, and to the point, but they were not sweet. Definitely to the point, though, and short. So now I'm going to talk about my happy stories. Hopefully this will kind of give everyone a little smile. And yeah, the first one is called Snow Day. I just found these on Google. They were like short stories written in by people. This one's called Snow Day by Joseph Mazella from sunnyskies.com. 
And it goes, getting a snow day off from school was a rare occurrence when I was a boy. A couple of inches on the road wouldn't do it. A few more inches might cancel the buses that ran up the hollow roads, but the town kids and the ones who lived on the main roads would still have to go to school. It really took an overwhelming winter storm to cancel school for everyone. I can still remember those few special snow days that I got growing up. First, I would wait for the announcement to come over the radio. Then I would smile a big smile. Having a snow day meant that I could watch all of Captain Kangaroo instead of leaving partway through to stand in the bitter cold outside and wait for the bus. Later in the day, I would go outside and play in the thick, wet, heavy snow. I would make snowmen, race my sled down the hill, and have a snowball fight with my brothers. Sometimes I would just look around and take in the beauty of God's winter wonderland. When I got too cold and wet, I would go inside, sit in the comfy chair by the wood stove, and reread my favorite book. Um, oh, my favorite old books with my dog curled up on my chilly toes. In the afternoon, I would sneak into the kitchen and see what mom and Nana were cooking for dinner. Once mom even let me help take the rosemary garlic chicken and potatoes out of the oven. It smelled so good. I can remember it to this day. After dinner, I would cuddle next to mom on the couch under a blanket, eat popcorn and watch TV until bedtime. When I would pull my, she then I'd pull my sheet, blanket and quilt up to my chin while my dog curled up on the on the bed by my feet. I would think back to the day with happiness before falling into a deep peaceful sleep. I think all of us should take a few snow days in our lives. If not in our activities, then at least in our hearts. We should make time for the important things. We should stop and see the beauty all around us. We should play, read, eat, laugh, and sing. We should thank God for this precious life and all the joys in it. We should make time for loving instead of just making a living. May all of your days feel like a snow day then be they winter, spring, summer, or fall. That's a really sweet story. I can relate uh, from Minnesota. I've had my share of snow days. I don't think they're as picturesque as um, this person speaks of his snow days, but a lot of the things I can relate to, hearing it was, hearing the school was closed for the day, going back to sleep for an hour or so, watching cartoons, getting together with neighbors to play outside. Um, it was great. I wonder if the, how, I just wonder about snow days nowadays with the ability to do online school and how um, most schools, I think, kind of have an option to do that and can adapt really quickly. I still think we should throw a couple in every year for kids, um, where weather is appropriate, of course, probably not going to happen in Texas, although I say that and they had a winter storm last year, so never say never. Um, but also to the end, like we should take snow days anyway, even if it's not a quote unquote snow day. I think this means mental health days or taking your vacation and actually taking your vacation. Don't bring your laptop. Don't check your phone. Don't check your email unplug, do what you want to do, spend the day how you want to do it, and don't regret it. I think it's really important for our mental health. It's really important to just regroup and reset. And like, hopefully then when you do return to normal life, you feel refreshed. And I don't know, good days go from there. So I like that story, especially because I can relate literally and figuratively um, something we should always we should always work on. Okay, my last story of this podcast is a happy story and it's called A Hand Up by Tess, also from sunnyskies.com. 
Life works in mysterious ways. I had fallen on hard times right after I gave birth to my girl. I was a single mom working full-time. Even working full-time, I could no longer afford all the bills. My job couldn't pay enough for my daughter's extra $800 per month daycare fee. I was on a long waiting list for assistance. It didn't come soon enough. I didn't have any help from family for most of them had passed away. I ended up having to leave my house, no longer able to afford rent. I quit my job so I could raise my daughter. I stayed with friends for a few months. I had met some church-going people through a mutual friend who offered to let me stay in their loft. I took them up on the offer because it was somewhere stable and safe. I became good friends with the woman. She encouraged and supported us for six months. In those six months, I found government housing um, so I could stay there for free and raise my little girl. Usually places like that have a long list of people, but a friend of a friend heard about it becoming available and immediately applied. I lived there for four years and it helped me so much. That couple's kindness made a huge difference in our life and helped me and helped get me on track. Today, my daughter is six years old. I have a great job and we have more than enough. That little girl puts a smile on my face every day. I don't know where I would have ended up without them, but they were angels to us. I'm forever grateful. Also a really sweet story. Um, I don't have a lot I can relate to that, but gosh, I hope I can pay it forward someday. Um, you know, I think this is kind of, I don't want to say extreme because I think unfortunately a lot of people live this life. Um, but I hope I have the ability to help out. Um, pre-pandemic, I was volunteering kind of on a regular basis. I feel like I'd love to get back into that maybe get on a regular donation cycle. I've obviously donated here and there for causes. Um, but man, that's a beautiful story. Super selfless of that family to take in the mother and daughter. Good for her for, you know, I don't know. I think people can be proud and I don't blame them, but she needed help and she took it when she could and she was able to get back on her feet and turn her life around. And that's awesome, you know? Don't be afraid to ask for help and don't be afraid to accept help in any way, shape, or form, whether it be financially, mentally, physically, you know, it's okay to ask and it's okay to take it. Um, people are there for you. Um, there's community around you and sounds like this woman didn't even have, you know, a strong community before, but she was able to find one. So that's just, that's amazing. Uh, I really enjoyed that story. So... That's all I have for this week. I know it was short. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it. Let me know if you liked this format. Maybe, I know John and I have talked about, you know, doing a horribly happy happy hour where maybe we just do short stories. It'd be super cool if we would get people to write in on a consistent basis, maybe talking about their stories, but maybe we can just find some short stories kind of like this um, and have some short, quick little episodes Thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, Jen and I should be back for the next podcast. But let me know if you enjoyed just having me as a host because I could totally boot Jen off this podcast. Like, she would get it. It's what the fans want, you know? I mean, cater to the fans. I'm kidding. I would never kick Jen off this podcast. She's the backbone, um, if you didn't know that. But anyway, that's all I have for today. Um, wow, now I need to say both lines. What is it? Stay happy. <laughs> I'm laughing now. Okay, have a great day. Have a great week. Stay happy. As happy as you can be. Bye.